Hey friends of Springs and Roots, I hope everyone is doing great today. Casey and I are sitting together in her beautiful sunroom, um, getting ready to just have a great conversation that we're super excited about. We're all prayed up and we are ready to go. (laughs) Yes, we are. Uh, So we're just talking about today that this really is a new season. As I'm looking out the windows of Casey's house, it's the, you know, the leaves are on the trees and the birds are actually chirping. The kids are outside playing and it's really a new season. Spring has sprung. Yeah, it has. Thank goodness. Yeah, exactly. We're ready for it. But really, even as a season I was thinking about, we just celebrated the resurrection of Jesus. Um, we're now looking forward to graduations and summer vacations and just the new season that's coming upon us. And so during the time of a new season, Casey, you have something, kind of a tradition that you do um, at the beginning of the year, but we thought it would be applicable at this time of the year too, to kind of sit down and do some self-evaluation. Yeah, I have had the habit for many years now at the beginning of the year to take a look and do kind of some self um, evaluation on different areas of my life. And I think we've touched on this before, uh, maybe in our first season, I think it was a entitled words or something like that, but it was in January a couple of years ago. But the interesting thing is I didn't do it this year. Oh, <laughs> um, I do. I've done it for so many years and I didn't do it this year. And it was partly just because of everything that was going on. I was say, probably because your move. Yeah, we were moving, but also just with, with everything that's going on in the world, I just was like, I don't actually want to sit down and evaluate the last year. Like I really, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know it's bad. I really didn't. I was like, and, and also it felt like much of the same, like it didn't feel, I'm sure everybody would agree to some respect that just didn't feel like a new year. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I didn't do it, but we were talking to him the other day and the habit is that I ask myself questions. I have a list of questions in different categories, um, spiritual, physical, family goals, personal, just all sorts of things. And I just kind of, I don't answer them all every year. I kind of go through, I skip over. I really invite the Lord into the process. Like, what do you want me to focus on? What questions do you have? Sometimes they're new or different. But the point is, is I really respond to questions. Like I really respond to kind of that, what is this in your life? Or what do you need to do better? What have you done really well? Or whatever. And just, I I respond to being asked questions and I love lists. This works really well for me. (laughs) But we were talking the other day and I was like, I've just been feeling the nudge to do this um, at this point in time in life and in the season and the year since I didn't do it, but also just I think we need it. I think I need it. I think I needed it. It's spring. I needed to do a little evaluation. It's become a really kind of holy and sacred practice for me. And so we were chatting about maybe introducing a few questions um, and asking, kind of chatting back and forth instead of journaling about them, but doing it together. Yeah. So we just invite you all as we're asking each other these questions and we give our responses, we're asking you the question as well. You know, What's in your heart? You know, you can dialogue with us, so to speak, as you're listening. Um, But so the first question that we have, and this is really fun one, I think. Yeah. What are you excited about? It's good to start with the positive. Yeah. What are you excited about in this season, Casey? What am I excited about? Well, I don't know. It just, there's something, my oldest is um, about to finish middle school and start high school. And there's something about that changing of season for his life that feels 
fresh and new for me. It's like kind of scary, but also I'm really excited. I'm excited for him, but I'm excited about like this next season and what that ushers in with him, with our other two, just kind of hitting that, that age and that stage where there's a little more freedom for Jonathan and I can go out on a date and don't have to hire a babysitter all the time, like those sorts of things. But I'm excited about what that means for his life, for my life. I I don't know. I feel a great anticipation about that and what the Lord has for, for him, for Jaron in particular in this next season. But for me as a mom, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's kind of a funny thing to be excited about because I don't think it so. makes me feel old. <laughs> like I have a kid who's going to be in high school, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I've just been really feeling some in, like good, like happy anticipation. That's awesome. About it. No, I totally get that. I so mean, it's not a super spiritual answer. Yeah. But well, that's just it doesn't honest. Have to be, yeah. It's just honest. Yeah. I think one thing that I'm, I'm excited about several things, you know, the same thing I have, you know, my last one's graduating this year. So that's going to be a, a total, you know, but I've been looking forward to this season for a while, just because we've had so many graduating in college and moving out and this and that. So yeah. I've been doing that for a couple of years. So I would say, you know, and then we are having a grandbaby this summer, which of course I'm extremely excited about. My goodness. But if I'm going to do a personal, this is happening in Linday's life, (laughs) what I'm excited about. That's what I want to know. I'm super excited about my church right now. Honestly, like we are going to be starting like a teaching group and a school and just kind of moving towards more discipleship. Um, and I'm, you know, going to be a part of that. And I'm extremely excited about it. I think it's been something that I've been kind of like waiting for for years. And I see it in the very close future. So I'm super excited about that. That's really exciting. That is, that's worth mentioning and worth being excited about. Mm-hmm. I know that, especially as your friend, I've known that that's been your heart for so long. So I'm happy for you to see that that is coming on the horizon and coming into fruition. Yeah. A long awaited dream in a way for you. Oh, it is. For Very sure. Much. I remember actually uh, when we passed through the Nashville area years ago before we moved here, sitting on your back porch talking, and this was one of the things you were talking about was this kind of a this kind of a thing happening. So, yeah, and so our church is building a new building. Um, well, it's actually be our first building. We're going to start this year. It'll probably be a year and a half before it's ready. But we had um, a prophet come in town this past weekend, and he's been friends with our pastor for years and years and years. So he's somebody very well known and very trusted. But he prophesied at church yesterday. He was like, yeah, um, and this basically the building is going to be the first one. He goes, the school is next. Mm. And so I really feel like, you know, that's something that the Lord spoke to Chris and I probably eight years ago, maybe nine, that we would be a part of school of ministry. And so we've been holding on to that, not having any idea how that was going to come about. So I'm just really excited. It's exciting to see, like you said, like a promise that's been in your heart, a word that the Lord has given, like to see that very close in the future um, and see how that's going to work out. It's exciting. It is exciting. Actually, even as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about, you know, one of the things that goes with what I'm excited about, just seeing my son flourish and and enter high school and all those things is we had a really, he had the most difficult time when we moved here adjusting, but he told us the other day, he said, I love Tennessee. 
And he goes, I really want to stay very close to go to college. I don't want to leave. I love the area so much. So even as you're saying that, I'm thinking of that heart's cry when we first moved here going, oh no, did we ruin his life? (laughs) And the Lord saying, no, I've got him. I've got him. And finally starting to see that come into light. And I know we'll be seeing it for years to come. So this is why it's important, I think, to ask these questions and why it's also important to start with positive ones like what are you excited about yes because it changes the stance of our heart the posture of our heart and um it reminds us what the lord has done and what the lord has said and it's something to look forward to and think about and um with excitement and anticipation but um i think that's just a side note as we're walking through this i think it's important to make sure you start on a good high note yeah well and it's a recounting of his faithfulness you know when you get to see things like that um, and it should excite our hearts when it's like the hope of something is is being fulfilled. And we can't take these moments lightly, like just both of us remembering these things. I think we have to see it as equity. We literally need to see it as like a, a coin that we're putting in a piggy bank of our heart, like yes. remembering his faithfulness in the smallest ways, because that, that gets us through a lot. When we can recall those moments of faithfulness, it's easy to trust him going forward. Absolutely. That's so good. Okay. So next question on the list is kind of taking it in a different direction. (laughs) So if we're talking about the things that we're excited about and, um, remembering what the Lord has done, Um, the flip side of that is what fears are we battling and what are we holding on to, um, that maybe the Lord is wanting to address or has been bringing to our attention? I don't think you want me to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Um, the, honestly, the biggest fear that I am battling, and this is just being honest, is the future of our nation. Yeah, I think that's probably true for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, specifically, it's the vaccine passport. And, you know, no matter where you stand with that, the vaccines itself, it's not that, it's the passport. Yeah. You know. Um, and what that would mean for our future. Yes, what yeah. that means for our future. And and honestly, it's the freedom, yeah, you know, and exactly. I, f- I feel like our freedoms are being threatened. Um, and I also feel very specifically that the church specifically um, is being threatened right now with our freedom to worship the Lord. And so I think honestly, that is my biggest battle because, you know, we have kids um, having a grandbaby and like just thinking about what our nation is going to look like in 20 years. You know, what is our nation going to look like in 25 years? You know, and and it's not even just that. It's obviously the other agendas that are going on that are attacking, you know, marriage and all of those things. Like, truly, 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 I do battle with that. I mean, you know this, Casey. (laughs) Maybe our (laughs) listeners do not, but Casey for sure does. Um I battle with that. Honestly, I battle with it taking me out on a regular basis. I have to constantly come back to the Lord. And if anything, that's one of the ways he can use it, you know, for his glory and for his good is that because I have to battle that it's a true anxiety. And like, for me, like you don't hear me say that word a lot in my own life, but sister, that one's the one, (laughs) that one's the one. Um, what's well, a big one? It is. I mean, I would, if I, I, the honest answer that I would give is the same thing. The future, what yeah. is, what is, what is coming down the pike? What's happening? Um, what, what will it mean for our freedom? I think we were talking about this the other day. Like I envy our 
parents' generation. Oh, because they get to check out and be with Jesus pretty soon, right? They are not twenty years. They're out of here, right? Um, But then our children, our grandchildren, like I, I, it's hard not to stay in a place of fear. It really is a it, it really is a daily battle to just give it to Jesus. But I think that going back to what we were talking about with the equity that's stored up in that bank, we're just talked about these little ways that he's been faithful, these dreams or things that he's spoken over us years ago or spoken to us, whispered in our hearts, they're coming to fruition. And so he's faithful in those little things. He will be faithful in the big things. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's going to be a walk in the park. Right. But, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I hear, yeah, I agree. Well, and it's, you know, that is, and it, it truly is good to kind of, like you said, we have to ask ourselves because sometimes I feel like things gnaw at me and it's like yes. in the back of my mind or it's in the pit of my stomach, but I don't deal with it. And yeah. it actually is better for me to bring it up and be like, like I did this morning, which we'll talk about later, you know, why am I feeling this sense of angst? Yeah. And it is sometimes dealing with maybe a fear that you're having, you know, head on and bringing it to the Lord. So yeah, we hope that you guys can do the same thing, you know, as you're listening, answer, answer that question. What, what are you battling with? You know, what fear is trying to grab a hold of you? Okay. And so then when we ask that question, what is your process? Cause I think maybe this is a little bit different for everyone. What's your process of, of relinquishing it, of laying it down. How does that look for you? Because I know for you and I, it's kind of the same thing, but it, it it's not just a one and done typically. Right. So what does that process look for you in your, in your walk with the Lord? Just practically speaking yeah. for someone who's out there and going, yeah, okay, I got some fears. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, a couple of things, I will go back to the word of God, you know, and the word of God is about God's people. And think times were not always easy for them. Yeah. But but in the middle of those things, you read the Psalms, like David says, um, but you are a refuge for the righteous. Those that trust in you will never be put to shame. You know, and it's like, I have to go back to the fact that God is ultimately in control, you know, of what's happening. Um, but he also is in control of my life when I surrender it to him. And so it's a reminder to surrender it to him. He's got me. Um, this morning I actually sang the song. I'm not kidding you, Casey. On the way over here, um, he's got the whole world in his hands. It's a <laughs> because good one. I have to remind myself. He has got got us. And so um, that's kind of what I do. I go back to his character. I go back to the word um, and I just have to implant that into my mind. You know, he is a refuge for um, those that love him. You, those that trust him will never be put to shame. I just have to meditate on the word of God and his character and who he is. Yeah. For me, it's scripture. Um, I do the same where I write. If I, I find a verse that speaks to whatever it is in the moment, um, a lot of times it's from the Psalms because David just wrote so eloquently about every stage of life. Yes. Whenever you're in need, I Psalms just go to the Psalms, but um, I will, I'll write the first letter of each word on my hand to help me memorize it. And then it's there and I write it on the top of my hand so I can see it over and over again throughout the day. Um, so I literally am writing his word on my hand and yeah. in my heart. But um, I love that you said the song because especially the like childhood song, because that's what I go back to. I sit down at the piano and I play. I feel like there's something about those songs from the hymns, but also from the eighties and early nineties that are just so, um, they're like, they're my safe place because when I was a child being raised in the church, 
my, I don't know, my dad's a worship pastor. So I'd fall asleep listening to him play the, these practice, these songs at night, or just being at church and being surrounded by people that are worshiping God. There's something about those songs that are super soothing to my heart. So I'll sit down and, and worship. I mean, it, it's accompanied with like, okay, Lord, I'm surrendering this to you. I acknowledge this, but it really is like the effort of you can choose to stay in the icky or you can make a change and switch your thinking. And so for me, worship, either playing it or listening to it. But it's always those old songs I from know. when I was a kid that just minister the most to me. Yeah, same thing. I yeah. mean, it's just you have to turn your attention to the Lord. And that's why sometimes you have to be careful of how much of something that you're consuming. Because yes. I'm very much like, I do want to know what's going on. I don't want to be ignorant. But at the same time, I can't be consumed by it yes. and I need to be consumed by the Lord and his spirit, his word, um, because that's, what's going to lead us into the truth that we need to walk in. I go through seasons where I watch the news or, or consume media through social media or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm in a season right now where I've had to turn a lot of it off. We have a deal with my husband cause he can read it and it doesn't, face. I mean, he can take it in and whatever, but he doesn't, he's not prone to anxiety or stress like I am. (laughs) So he'll read it. And then if it's something that I really need to be paying attention to, he'll, he'll send it, he'll text it to me. Hey, this is worth your time. Um, that sort of thing. But I, I do very much, um, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized how much I have to guard what I let in because it does kind of oh, it affects snowball us. into yeah. like a bigger thing. And we've talked about this so many times on this yeah. podcast. We're not meant to carry all of the burdens of all of the world um, on our shoulders. And so sometimes less is more. Yeah. And if I'm taking media in and news in more than I'm taking in Jesus's word, then that's way out of balance. And then the stress will come. The anxiety will come. Yeah. The fear will come. The enemy wants us to live in fear because then we're worthless. Yeah. If we live in fear, it is harder for us to walk in freedom. And he doesn't want us to do that. Our enemy does not want us to do that. So it's really important to acknowledge what you're afraid of. Sometimes it helps me to think, okay, what's the worst that could happen? Like, really? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And go, even in that, you've got me. Jesus, you've got me. And then I can walk it back. And I, you have to be careful because you don't want to like feed the thoughts, <laughs> yeah. but it really does help me sometimes to just go, what is the worst that could happen? Jesus still has me Yeah. in that Jesus still well, has and me. And I think that's where he wants us to get to. Absolutely. That, you know, our, our lives are more than this temporal life and our lives are eternal. And so it's like, we have to put on these, I, call, I always think of them as glasses, you know, eternal glasses. And we have to look to eternity because that's where our true home is. That's where our true destiny, our true, you know, ending lies is in the eternal life that we will have with God. And, you know, that's, that's the privilege that only the redeemed have, yes. you know, only those that have um, asked for salvation through Jesus know what that eternal life will look like. Yep. And so um, I think that's one of the reasons why we're always thanking him. Yes. Because we have been redeemed and we do have an eternal life, not just a temporary one. Yeah. I think that's huge. Just remembering, I've even been saying that phrase to my kids more and more lately. This world is not our home. Right. I'm sorry that I am so sorry that that went wrong for you. Yeah. I'm so sorry that that went wrong for you. Just remember this world is not our home and someday we will live in perfection. Someday yeah. we will have that and it will go right for you. But I'm sorry. You know, I think it just helps to even train their minds now to recognize yeah, like I agree. when 
bad things happen when they have a rough day, when something hurts their feelings. I'm sorry that happened. Your feelings are valid. And I'm sorry that that happened. This world is not our home. (laughs) And a lot of times my kids will pray. Um, and especially when Jaron was little, he used to pray, but, uh, he would just become Lord Jesus, you know, just come. Yeah. I've found myself saying that a lot these days too. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it's like that scripture, the Lord uses all things, you know? Yeah. And, I think that that's also one of the things that I have to remind myself of, you know, when you think about, you know, the fear that you may be battling is that that scripture really is true. And so even in all of the stirring, and I I think honestly, it's like, I do not know a Christian personally. I'm probably actually do. I probably know many Christians, but I haven't talked to any (laughs) that um, aren't kind of their eyes aren't open or getting open to what's going on. So the point is, is that the Lord is using this to stir up his people, um, not for a fight, but for a more passionate pursuit of him. Oh yeah. And knowing him and you know, what you just said, a longing for him come Lord Jesus and putting on those eternal glasses and realizing this world is not our home. And if we've made it our home, we've done the wrong thing. Yeah. So he can use all of these things to turn towards the thing that he desires the most, which is a close relationship with us. Yes. Yeah. That's really good. If we let it. If, or we can just live in fear. And that is the key. If we let it. <laughs> if we let it. Which I think is worth talking about because we you were sharing um, beforehand, like before we started about how you woke up with the Monday blah, blah, mm-hmm. blues, whatever. But I think, and we like it's it can be it's easy to just stay in that. Yeah, it happens to me on a regular basis as well. Um, I just like I'm just down. I'm yeah. sad. I'm whatever, and I don't want to. And we can stay there. We yeah. can. It's easy to stay there, or we can do the hard work of nope, Jesus. I'm going to see things through these glasses of eternity yes. and see things for what they are. And, and, but it's hard. It's not, it doesn't mean sometimes it turns the day around. Sometimes it doesn't, but yeah, I mean, it's really true. I mean, this, so what you're talking about for me this morning is I wanted to give a Monday morning minute of encouragement. I'm trying to force myself to do this, <laughs> put it on social media. And I'd specifically pick Monday because that's usually the day mm-hmm. I wake up like, eh. It's Monday. And so, um, but then I listened to this video and I got all worked up about everything that's going on in the world. (laughs) And I was just like, but I have to do this video because I'm in an accountability group. They're going to ask me, Linda, did you do the video? So, you know, that works for me. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, I was just like, Lord, how can I do this video with what is going on in the world? (laughs) Nobody cares about this. Favor, your favor. That's what I wanted to talk about. And he was like, he he's so funny. The Lord often will ask me questions. Yeah. He was like, does what's going on change the truth of what you were going to say? So good. No, Lord, it doesn't. And don't people need to know that more now, Linda, than they ever have before? Yes, Lord, they do. <laughs> you know, but it just completely changed my, pers- my, per- my heart. It changed my heart yeah. when I got his perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important. I was just talking to another friend the other day and she was she was sharing how the Lord had just given her some beautiful pictures while she was gardening. And I was thinking, I love that the Lord speaks to us in our own language. We all right. have our own language and he meets us there. And mine's often questions too. 
Maybe that is how it is for everybody, but I think sometimes the Lord just unfolds pictures or if you're, you're, you're a cook or a baker or if you take care of kids and you're watching kids all the time, like he gives us these little moments of insight. He sees it. And it's because he's, you know, he speaks in stories and parables, but he speaks in our own language. He relates to us in our own way. Yes. And I am a question asker. So he does ask me questions a lot. Okay. So let's do our last question. Okay. Um, what question? Well, our last question is about what questions. <laughs> um, what questions are you grappling with in your faith journey right now? Ugh, this one's a hard one for me, and I'm I'm trying to think of how to like succinctly say it. Um, there's there's been a lot of little things without getting into like the details of it because I don't want to get bogged down in that. There's been a lot of little things that I'm grappling with, but the but they boil down to wanting the gospel to look like I want it to look like versus the plan that God already has laid out. That's the most succinct way I can say it because I I realize that there are certain parts of the story that probably more dealing with what's coming, which we don't know fully that I struggle with. And I don't like if I'm just being honest, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I I want that to be a little happier. I want that to be a little prettier. I want that to be a little easier and nicer. And I'm, there's just a few things in particular I'm struggling with. Like, like why Lord does it have to be this way? Why, why can't we adjust it a little bit? (laughs) Can it be a little prettier? Can we like the lake of burning sulfur and fire? Can we throw some like pretty smells in there and make it like turn the heat down? Like those sorts of things, which sound really silly, but I'm, I, I'm just honest, like grappling with that conflict of good God, holy God, Mm -hmm. and what that looks like and what, how that will actually play out. And I trust him and I love him and I don't doubt his plan for a second, but selfishly, I want it to be a little easier for myself and for other people. So I'm actually really struggling that like, that's just an ongoing conversation I'm having with him. Like, you know, Lord, why, why does it have to look like this? And the answer he keeps telling me is it didn't have to. I was going to say, I can know the answer. It wasn't (laughs) supposed to. It's not, it wasn't his supposed, it wasn't supposed to, it wasn't, this is not what he intended. Yeah. Um, and, and usually the answer is just, you have to, you have to trust the process you know, of what the process that I have, the plan that I have, you have to Mm -hmm. trust because, uh, I don't, it's hard for my human mind to understand a holy God. It really is hard. And the really amazing thing about God is that he can handle it and he actually loves it. Like he loves when I come to him and a friend of mine had their daughter ask a really, really hard question the other day. And like the kind of question that makes your jaw drop and you find yourself as a parent going, I have to explain this to my child right now. I don't, I'm not ready. I don't want to. And she was really struggling with now this information that her daughter knows because she asked and and it's come up and she had to address it. And I, and I felt it too, but I said, but at least she came to you. Right. At least she didn't ask her friends or look it up on the internet or just take what's being said on social. Like she came to you and, and, and my friend goes, Oh, that's right. She came to me. Yeah, she came to you. And that's how Jesus feels. That's how God feels when we come to him and we're like, dude, I'm struggling. He's like, okay, I can handle that. Yeah. Like my 19 year old says, I got you. I got you. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) 
I honestly don't know what I'm struggling. I mean, the thing I think I'm struggling with is what I answered before, which I don't think that really has to do with my faith, but maybe it does. I don't know. I think the two probably do go hand in hand to some degree. I agree. It's, um, so what am I supposed to do? Ooh, yeah. Because of all these things, what am I supposed to do? You know, because some people are like, oh, I got to go move out into the woods and buy 30 acres. I got to, <laughs> you know, do all this stuff. And, uh, and which I'm not saying people should not do. Right. I, maybe I shouldn't have said it like that. But my, my whole point is like, I haven't heard the Lord say something to me. I probably, yes. I would actually have felt better if he said, Linda, go, buy go do this. acres and pack that house full of stuff. Yep. Um, but I haven't heard that. And so I think that's probably where I, I do have something that I'm grappling with, like you know, you in me? my faith to say, would I hear you, Lord? Because I think sometimes I have so much noise in my head. Like Noah and the ark. Yes. Would like, I build the ark? Right. Would I hear you, Lord? So that was actually another thing I was praying this morning. I was praying like, Lord, speak to me and let me be able to hear you. And the truth is like, I know I hear from the Lord so I shouldn't doubt that I would hear from him if he said, Linda, go by 30 acre. You know what right, I mean? Right, but right. I think that sometimes actually, this is actually really helping me to talk about this right now. <laughs> That's why we do this. I know, because I think I'm having a fear that I wouldn't hear him or that yeah. I would have somehow missed something that he told me to do that would prepare me, you know, or my family in a better way to kind of you know, for over the next five, 10, 15, you know, I'm not talking about like, oh, next, you know, month or next week, but we did see suddenlies happen in 2020. So suddenlies can happen. We should have all learned that lesson. So, but I think that probably is what it is. That's, that's what I'm grappling with right now is I really hope that I would hear the Lord if he told me to do something like that. And I haven't heard the Lord tell me to do anything like that. Um, so I'm just having to trust that I haven't missed it. I haven't missed him in some way, shape or form saying, Linda, prepare yourself and your family in a certain way. Boom. That was my answer. It was there, there all along, but I didn't know it until we kept thinking about it. it out. That's why this is, that's why this process is important. Yeah. One of the things um, that's helpful for me is to do this because it gets to the root of I'm driving down the road and all of a sudden, those suddenly yes. I have a panic attack. Well, I've learned through counseling and years of prayer and seeking the Lord and walking through it that it's not a suddenly. It's something I haven't dealt with that finally my body is like, I, I have no more yes. capacity for this. Yes. And so it blows up. <laughs> yeah. And then it looks like me pulling over because all of a sudden I'm seeing stars and I can't breathe. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get to that point anymore. And so my process in dealing with stress and anxiety is digging deep, asking these questions, Lord, what is going on? What is the root of this? And so that's why I think this is important. Like you're, you're, you're feeling it. It's there and it's going, okay, yeah. Let's talk but about until this. this moment. I had not given it any verbiage. Yeah. I hadn't even really realized it, but it truly was there. Um, and I think that kind of just brings us to the last thing that we really just wanted to emphasize to people is that, you know, first of all, obviously do this process, yes. um, doing it with a friend, honestly, like so a trusted helpful. friend could be super helpful. Um, but also do it with the Lord Ask, yeah. sit down and really like have time so that you can ask the Holy Spirit. And you said something that I love. You said, okay, ask these questions, answer the questions, and then ask the Lord, what is your perspective on yeah. how I feel, Jesus, yes. about this? Yeah. You know, so like for my example, for myself, I could just say, okay, so Lord, I've, I have a fear. I think that I'm going to miss hearing you tell me to prepare. 
but how do you feel about that, Jesus? How, how should I see that from your eyes? Yeah. And like, I actually am going to do that on my way home because that's, yes. that's kind of dangling out there. And that's where we want people is like, get the Lord's perspective on how you're actually on how you're feeling. Yeah, because he's above it all. He's outside of time. He's outside of space. He's outside of like all of it, right? So he he has a totally different viewpoint and vantage point. He sees what's really happening. He can say, you know, this is, he can point out this is the root. He can bring to mind oftentimes when I have practiced this, I and I, this has become, I actually heard it from John Eldridge, um, author and speaker. He has a podcast and he said it often on his podcast, ask Jesus, what is your perspective? Give me your perspective. And I started applying this to my life a couple of years ago after he hearing that when I would have these anxious moments or when something would come up, Lord, what is your perspective on this? And oftentimes it is a little bit like he peels back the veil and I'm, Oh, I didn't even know that was there. Or he'll remind me, remember a week ago when so-and-so said this to you, you haven't let go of that. You're holding on yeah. to that. You're, you, it wasn't even in the top of your conscious. It wasn't. Yeah. And maybe at the moment it stung and I dismissed it and I moved on. Or there's there was a time that that I received a text that I immediately wanted to like react to and freak out about. And I and I felt the Lord say, like, just say, Casey. And so I did, oh, Lord, what do you have to say about right. this? What is your That's perspective? Good. And the Lord said, that is an accusation and it is not true. Take a deep breath. <laughs> And I was able to reread it, filter through, handle it from a calm place. So it actually has been quite life-changing for me on a day-to-day basis, especially dealing with fear, anxiety, these unknowns is just, Jesus, what is your perspective? What is your perspective on this? And, and he, he, he gives it not sometimes not always in the moment. Sometimes it's like I'm, I'm washing dishes later at night and I'm like, Oh, that's it. Okay, I'll hear you now. It's amazing how he always talks uh, right. during the uh, the mundane. I so often the Lord will talk to me while I'm vacuuming or yes. just call doing it, something. We call we have jokes in our family. We call it angry vacuuming and angry mowing <laughs> when we need to have those conversations with the Lord that are like yeah. really intense. We vacuum or mow because you can do it and not, nobody hears you. And it, anyways, but he always shows up. Yes, he's faithful. He is faithful. So I think just to recap, asking the questions is yeah. important because it it digs through as we've seen it digs deeper in in our own lives the lord shows up but i think the really key part is asking the holy spirit in yeah. i don't i think you can sit down and do it on your own sure uh, without inviting the holy spirit in but then where are you really going to be because right. because my own mind and thoughts and feelings they're a jumbled mess most of the time and and as much as i have the truth in me I need him. Yeah, we need him to come in and breathe light. And each other. And light. Yeah, and, and each other. So you guys, these are the three questions we want you to ask yourself and, and then answer them and then ask the Lord, what is his perspective? What are you excited about? What fears are you battling? What questions are you grappling with in your faith journey right now? And if you want to send Casey and I an email, it's springs, springs and roots at Gmail. Yeah. And look for uh, look on social media this week because we'll engage there too with That's these right. three questions. Let's be willing to do the digging deep work that we need to have in our own lives so that we can walk fruitful, peaceful, grace filled lives. Amen. Mm-hmm.